I'm Cassie Hilbron, and this is the Cook It Real Good podcast, bringing you shortcuts to success in the kitchen. Today's episode is all about food safety. I chat with Kaylee, a registered dietitian, food blogger, and creator of the blog Lively Table, where she creates nourishing and delicious recipes made with real ingredients, as well as no BS nutrition tips, approachable wellness and healthy living tips, and sprinkles of real life as a mum. Kaylee holds a bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics and a master's in clinical nutrition, but her real passion is being in the kitchen and helping others discover the joy of cooking and eating. She believes that healthy looks different on everyone, and her goal is to support her readers on their journey to eating what makes them feel good with tasty, simple-to-prepare recipes. Kaylee currently lives in West Texas with her husband and two daughters. Kaylee gave some great advice on how to keep ourselves safe in the kitchen, and I loved her candid and honest attitude when it comes to food safety. The truth is we all do things that may not be by the book, but there's some things that we need to be more worried about than others, and Kaylee does a good job at explaining those. This week's recipe of the week is my Greek zucchini fritters. It's the crazy, silly season where everybody's busy finishing work for the year, organizing presents, preparing the house for guests, and with all of that, the last thing you want to be doing is making something difficult for dinner, right? Well, these Greek zucchini fritters are super easy and can be paired with a Greek salad or some simple veggies for a great weeknight dinner. Grab the recipe link and all the links discussed in this episode at cookitrealgood.com slash 25. Now, let's dive in. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Hi, thanks so much for, for having me on. I'm very excited to get into today's topic, but before I do, can I ask you what your last cooking fail was? Well, one of my messiest ones probably is I was making some butternut squash soup. So I had just cooked the squash and it was still hot and I am a very impatient person. <laughs> so I didn't want to make, didn't want to let it cool. Um, so I just put it straight into my little Nutribullet blender, which was a really bad idea because hot soup tends to uh, create pressure when it's blended up. And so my, my Nutribullet exploded and I got orange butternut squash soup just all over my kitchen so oh no I I I almost already knew where that was going when you said butternut squash soup (laughs) yes it's and I'm still tempted to use use the Nutribullet all the time because it's easier to clean up but just sometimes you just gotta take the risk I think (laughs) because sometimes it works fine (laughs) I know oh man yeah I I don't know if I've had a full soup explosion but yeah I've definitely had tough troubles with the blender before now today we're going to talk about food safety and I must say about a month and a bit ago I was really confused because I had just bought like a a whole chicken that was packaged uh-huh. up and it had like a, a date on it that was the use by or the best before. And it was for like two weeks away. But uh-huh. 
Um, it had been in my fridge for a couple of days and I just wasn't sure if it was still safe or not. And when I was Googling all of these different things that I saw was like, if it's raw chicken, it can't be in the fridge for more than two days and things like that. And it was driving me crazy that I was like, well, why is there a date on it that's so far in advance and that I can only have it in my fridge for two days? So that's why I'm like, I really need you on here to explain to us what the story is and how can we make sure that we're obviously consuming the meat properly, but making sure that we're standing by the safety rules. Yes, for sure. And and really, that's a big point of confusion is the date on things. Um, and I don't know about in Australia, but here in the U.S., um, they're actually working on legislature to clear up the difference between things like use by date and best by date, because um, it's actually contributing to a lot of food waste, which is interesting. Um and I just tend to ignore all of the dates and just go by smell. And if it smells fine, then <laughs> I'm okay. But, you know, I probably shouldn't do that now since I know all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's what I ended up doing because I, I put it to I put it to the crowd. I put it on Instagram stories and I was like, is this safe? <laughs> Majority were saying yes. They're just like, make sure you do the sniff test. And I did and I ate it and everything was fine. But um, okay. yeah, it is a point of confusion. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to clearing out some things today with you. Um, but let's start with why food can make us sick. Yes. Um, so the main reason that we get sick or food poisoning is due to bacteria in food. And there's a lot of naturally occurring bacteria, not just in meat, um, in things like vegetables and grains. Um, and when they multiply too much and then we ingest them, then we get sick. Um, and so... There are two main factors when it comes to keeping those bacteria at a minimum, and those two factors are temperature and time. So cooking a food to a high enough temperature will usually destroy the bacteria that can make us sick. And then um, when it comes to time, you don't want to leave it at an unsafe temperature for too long because then the bacteria can start to multiply again. There is a range of temperatures called the temperature danger zone, uh, which is about 40 to 140 degrees Fahrenheit or 4 to 60 degrees Celsius, where bacteria really thrive and multiply quickly. So it's important to not leave food at that temperature range for too long. Okay. Yep. That all makes sense. So time and temperature are the biggest factors that we need to think of when we're trying to prepare food safely. Correct. What about, so like, I think there's like an old school way of thinking where when you thaw frozen meat, you just chuck it on the counter and wait for it to, uh, <laughs> to thaw. And um, also, I guess um, there's a bit of confusion out there about how to store raw or uncooked meat properly. So what, how do we thaw it and how do we store it safely? Yes, there, I mean, and I'm sure so many people do that, just throw it on the counter. And I'm guilty of that sometimes too, even though I shouldn't be. Um, but really the correct way and the safest way to thaw meat is in the refrigerator, especially those large cuts around the holidays. People are doing turkeys or a big, you know, beef roast or something like that, that take a long time to thaw. So um, they, they really should be done in the refrigerator um, and, and stored in the refrigerator in a way that 
the juices will stay away from anything fresh or ready to eat. So usually the lowest available shelf in the fridge in a pan that has edges that will catch any juices. Um, And so something like a large turkey will take about 24 hours for every four to five pounds to thaw. So say about a 15 pound turkey might take three to four days. So that's not something you want sitting out in room temperature for a day or so while it thaws, because then that's in that temperature danger zone that I talked about. So, um, and then same goes for pretty much any other meat or fish that you're thawing, which just for a normal meal for two to four people won't take as long, but it, it should be done in the refrigerator. And there's another method that is safe is in cold water, not warm, like some people do. (laughs) Mm. Um, so just wrap your, your meat well, and you can thaw it in cold water. I like to do running water if it's a smaller piece of meat. Uh, but if it's something large, like a turkey, then you can turn it off, um, Make sure it's cold so you'll change the water every 30 minutes. And that would take about 30 minutes per pound. Yes, I've tried the water trick. I did it with some um, ground beef mince. We we call it mince. Um, And, yeah, it went really well because, yeah, I was trying to get it to quickly defrost before we were going to cook it that day and I had forgotten to take it out. (laughs) It's hard to always plan ahead and take it out long enough to sit in the fridge. So... That's, I think that's why most people are guilty of just throwing it on the counter. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not really that hard to fill up a bowl or even the sink with some cold water and submerge it that way. So if it's safer, that's the better way to go about it. For sure. Now, what about when we're prepping food? And I think one of the biggest ones, like we're talking about meat, but I think most people feel irky about poultry. Poultry is the biggest one that gives us (laughs) the fear factor. For some reason, people are more nervous about poultry than other meats, which I mean, because most people know that poultry is associated with salmonella. And so, you know, I, and I get that it can be a little scary. So the main thing, obviously we always want to do is washing our hands before we prep anything, um, at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. Um, and then always washing our hands when we switch from handling something raw, like raw poultry, to ready-to-eat foods, so your fresh fruits and vegetables and things that aren't going to be cooked. And so that can help prevent contaminating food with raw juices. Um, And then, you know, always making sure you're washing your hands frequently after doing things like touching your dog or using the restroom, wiping your nose, um, especially if you're preparing a meal for a lot of people um, just to help prevent the spread of germs. And then, so there's, when it comes to poultry, there's kind of a common um, almost, I don't tendency, I guess, for people to rinse their chicken or their poultry. And really you're not supposed to do that um, because then it just spreads the juices all over your sink. So that's, that's one kind of myth about, about prepping poultry. Um, And then again, when it comes to, to prepping, making sure you're keeping your, your raw meat and poultry separate from your foods that are not going to be cooked. So using separate cutting boards, separate knives, um, 
and then making sure you're cleaning and sanitizing your surfaces after you handle raw raw food. So that's some great advice. I um yeah, I don't understand the rinsing the chicken. I know that that's around and I see it sometimes. I'm like, why are you rinsing the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they think it'll, it'll get more of the juice off or more of the bacteria. I don't know. Yeah, it's just going to spread around your kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. And in terms of cooking your meat and poultry properly and correctly, how, how do we do that? Um, so my biggest advice here is to invest in a meat thermometer and they don't have to be expensive at all um, because that's just the best way to know that you're temperature is safe. It reaches a high enough temperature and that it's, it's done really, um, which kind of ensures a better, a better meal. Um, cause with it, once you know the temperature, you know, if your, if your steak is cooked the way you like, or, you know, that your poultry has reached a correct temperature and you don't have to keep cooking it and dry it out. So um, the, the way to cook poultry correctly is to an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit or about 74 degrees Celsius. And the way to check that is to put the thermometer into the thickest part of your poultry um, away from the bones so that you get a good read of the, the coldest area. So just making sure you're, you're cooking it to that max or minimum temperature. Um, and then I know here in the U S ham is a popular holiday dish. Um, and most of them are already cooked, but you want to reheat them to a minimum temperature of 140 degrees Fahrenheit or 60 degrees Celsius. And then when you have beef or lamb, that internal temperature is 145 degrees Fahrenheit or 63 degrees Celsius. And that doesn't um, include ground. That's more of your roasts and your steaks. And then, um, ground is actually a higher internal temperature just because when things are ground, the, whatever has been on the outside can transfer, you know, internally. So those, the temperature for that is like poultry. It's 165 or 74 degrees Celsius. And then with seafood, you're safe temperature is 145 degrees Fahrenheit or 63 degrees Celsius. And that's really all, all there is to it to, to cook it safely is making sure it reaches that minimum internal temperature. That is great advice. I remember I bought my first meat thermometer maybe a couple of years ago and it changed everything because I was notoriously overcooking yes. chicken. I was terrified of getting salmonella poisoning. I don't know why. Yes. And <laughs> I, I think was... a lot of people do that and have that fear. So yeah, my meat thermometer is my best friend. Yes. And it's so easy. Like you're right. If you, if you know what the safe temperatures are, then there's no guesswork in it. You just stick it in, make sure that it's at the right temperature and you're good to go. Yes. And now a lot of them either have the temperatures right there printed on the thermometer or come with a little chart like magnet that you can stick on your fridge. So, you know, so it really makes it easy. Definitely. And what about, so we've cooked our meat. Now we've got some leftovers. How do we store and look after those correctly? Yes. And this is a big one, especially over the holidays of, you know, there's a buffet out, everyone gets their food and then everyone has eaten a lot and they just want to chat and just hang out. But you really need to store those leftovers within about two hours of them coming out of the oven or off the stove. 
again, talking about that um, temperature and time frame of safety. So pack away your leftovers within two hours, put them in the fridge. If you're not going to eat it within a few days, put it in the freezer or just throw it out. Um, really, leftovers should be eaten within about three to four days if they are in the fridge. And um, and then they can stay longer in the freezer, of course, depending on what it is. <clears throat> and then you want to make sure that you're reheating your leftovers to a safe temperature. So reheating anything to about 165 degrees Fahrenheit or 74 degrees Celsius will help uh, make sure that it's safe to eat. Yes, I, I know what you're saying about when you have all your food left out. And I always err on the side of caution. Like if I, I usually don't put on a timer, but if I, it's been out for a while and I'm like, oh, it's not good anymore. Yes, but- definitely. You want to, I, I mean, I hate wasting food. Yes. I really do. But if it's been a while and it's, you know, it's a hot kitchen, then you want to, you want to just be safe and not risk it. I guess one of the the other things you can do with that is like put out less food than yes. than all of it because Definitely. sometimes it, like I, I even just the thing that I'm thinking of that gets wasted the most in our get-togethers is like cheese platters and stuff like I know Definitely. that there's this yeah. tendency now to like do those huge grazing platters but if you're not going to eat it all and you're just going to yeah. throw it away it's not worth it <laughs> exactly and they're so beautiful but you know if you've noticed that everyone's kind of slowed down on it. You can just pop it in the fridge until you're ready to, to really store it for good. Um, so you don't have to waste it because all those ingredients do get expensive. (laughs) Yes. That's great advice. Well, Kaylee, do you have any other last minute tips for making sure that we're keeping our food safe? Um, just making sure, especially around the holidays when you have buffets and things kind of sitting out for a long time, if if things are, are going to be out for a while and you know that, you know, you can take precautions like using a warming tray or a slow cooker to kind of keep hot foods hot. Or you can use ice kind of putting um, containers of cold foods in a bowl of ice to keep them cold while they're sitting out so that you have more time for people to enjoy that food. Um before you have to put it away or before it goes bad. So um, just really making sure that that we're paying attention to the, the time and temperature. Great advice. Oh, Kaylee, can you please let my listeners know where they can find you? Yes, of course. Um, I am everywhere on social media at Lively Table. And my website is livelytable.com. Thank you so much. I loved all of those tips. Um, if you haven't got a meat thermometer yet, it really will change the way that you cook meat. It's absolutely. <laughs> I used to be like slicing everything up to death, making sure that it was cooked inside. <laughs> and I don't have to do that anymore. My steaks yes. are intact. Everything's Your fine. will be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I had so much fun chatting to you. Thank you. Me too. It was so interesting to learn some more practical tips from Kaylee about how to keep myself safe in the kitchen. I knew this would be a timely episode, especially around the holidays when we've got food everywhere and definitely eating platters and things like that. For all the links discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 25. That's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.